Welcome to Pitch Talks. All right, so let's get into it, bro. So, you know, let's go to intros first, you know, introduce ourselves you know, to the audience and whatnot. All right. You know, yeah, you let, know. let me let you go first so I can copy your introduction. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so I'm Drew Sutter, um, you know, raised in Baltimore, moved, you know, to Orlando when I was 16, just trying to find my way, doing my thing. In the, in the tech world right now, you know, uh, just just excited for the opportunities that's coming up, and you know, things are good right now. Um, much better than they have been over the last couple of years. So, can't complain. Life is a blessing. Every day is a blessing. So, truly blessed and um, excited to go over these games. You know, I just, you know, you you put me on to this sport. Uh, I get not to the sport, but onto the Premier League. Because, um, you know, my sister had a whole career in soccer, and I watched soccer growing up, but um, soccer wasn't really my sport um, until 2016 when we had the whole, you know, Olympics come up, and then we, you, you and me you know, had these conversations for years, and you know, we never recorded it, and just wasted commentary because it was good, solid commentary, <laughs> in my opinion, so, you know. We're gonna put it on we're gonna put it on tape now. And so you know, so the world can see it. So I'm gonna hear it, so um feel good about it. Um we'll talk about it. Obviously you the expert because you've been watching a lot more than me. I'm like four or five years <laughs> in now, so um, can, but I, I feel comfortable oh, talking about it now, so yeah. <laughs> All right, so I gotta follow up that introduction. Great introduction, man. Um well, my name's DeAndre Scott, so y'all got the full government name. I won't give you the middle name, but <laughs> DeAndre Scott. Um, I was born in Texas, so uh, I might have an accent. I don't really have no accent at all, actually. I don't know what kind of accent I have. This I moved to Florida in '95 and been back and forth a couple times from Florida to Texas, but I think Florida's Florida's where I'm going to stay. I'm chilling here in Florida, but uh, it is a spot. It is a spot. The weather's not bad. It'd be raining a lot, but the weather's all right. Um, what else can I say? I mean, I think me and my brother got into soccer, football, whatever you want to call it. We're Americans, you know. Let us get away with it. Uh, we we both got into it about the same time, and. I just fell in love with it, man. I, w I wouldn't call myself an expert like Drew said, but I love it, man. And I will talk about this game all the time. And it's just like he said, we just putting it on tape now uh, rather than talking about it on the phone and over text. Um, I think that's about it. That's about it. Right, so, uh, right. yeah, go ahead. <laughs> all right. So what we're going to do is we're going to do a couple of overviews for each game, a couple of breakdowns, play of the games and whatnot. And then we're gonna talk about our, our the whole analysis of the whole you know season and takeaways of the weekend, and then we'll just do this every week and then until you know one of us is right, you know. Um, obviously, um, we got to put it out there now so that you know people not like uh, thinking that we're not being biased. I'm, I'm obviously a Man City fan. I mean, he was Kevin De Bruyne fan. Um, uh, to me, he's the greatest um, soccer player that ever played the game. Besides the league, Messi or Nala, we can have that argument later. But um, you go ahead and put your bias out there so the viewers can understand. Um, 
I'm not biased. I just like Chelsea because they're the greatest team in the world. Like, I'm not biased at all. Um, I think Hazard was amazing. Drew Drew will back me up on that. But uh, nice. I think I think we got a I think we got a good team now, and I think we can win the Premier League. I think it's great that we kind of mix up how we score our goals. But I think Lukaku is going to be great for us this year, and we just gonna have to wait and see. I mean, all I gotta say is that. The moment we're recording this podcast, we're uh, number one in the Premier League. So yeah, I'm gonna just yeah. I'm gonna just leave you I'm gonna just leave you out with that. All right, so let's get into the first game. Man. Let's just get into it right now. So absolutely, um, Man United versus Everton. Um, your initial thoughts. Okay, so all right, so I'll I'll just say like from the start. I should have looked at the lineup so I can go over the players a little bit more, but I might bring that up a little later. I can give I'll just say from so, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, let's, yeah. Let's do so that. That's got, that's you got, great. You got, you got Cavani at the center forward, okay. Um, okay. and then you got you know, Marshall, Fernandez, and Greenwood in the mm-hmm. next line in the middle, and then you got Fred and Nick Tomney in the next level, <laughs> and then you okay, got okay. Shaw, Varane, and um, Nelson Lindahl. And Juan Bissaka, and then obviously you got the Gea and the, the goal. Okay. All right. For Everton, you got uh, Ron Dunn. We'll talk about him much later. The way he <laughs> uh, you got Gray. <laughs> then you got uh, Gordon, Allen, Decorier, and Townsend in the middle. Oh, I'm glad we went over this because I would have forgot to talk about Gordon. But yeah, keep going. <laughs> Digne, Keane, Nina, Godfrey, and then Pickford as well. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, so my initial thoughts, because like when you said initial thoughts, I'm like, okay, well, let me look at the lineup. So my initial thoughts, like looking at the lineup, of course, is uh, where the f is Ronaldo? You know what I mean? <laughs> like exactly. you don't just have. And that was have, my, first, was my you first note. Cavani <laughs> is in for Ronaldo at center forward. Now. That's an interesting thing because and we can talk about this a little bit more because why did they do that? And there's been, you know, reports in the media that it's because there was a you know shouting out because, you know, Man United's been struggling. I'm not shedding no tears for it. You know, of course, uh, the biggest rival. But, you know, he's not starting in this game for some reason. And I don't understand the reason. Maybe you can give some context on why he's not starting. But um, I think to them, I think that really hurt them. But we'll, we'll get into the game more. But nah, I, 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 I completely agree. I completely agree. I think, uh, I mean, it's obvious. Like, Ronaldo's their best player. Like, he's arguably the best player in the world. I'm not even going to go in that debate and talk forever. But, like, it's one of those things where if he's not tired or something, like, he's probably got the best workout routine of anyone in the world. But if he's not tired, then, yeah. The question really goes like, okay, why? Like, what does Ronaldo look like coming off the bench? I remember I saw his shin pads, and everybody was like, "This man has pictures of himself on his shin pads," and it was such a big deal. He he might wear those every game, but nobody's ever seen him because he's always starting. Nobody ain't seeing him getting dressed to warm up and everything like that. So it was it was weird. It was weird, but uh. I didn't think Cavani was bad though, but you know I agree with your point. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get yeah. your point, but um, yes. um, I, don't, I don't understand the, 
thought process behind it, and I think it was a uh, the the explanation that I got, and this is my take was it was a fitness okay. thing. He's thinking the long oh, run. Okay. He's thinking yeah, the yeah. season. He's well, yep. how old is Cristiano Ronaldo now? Uh, he's what? Yep. Um, he's late thirties now. He's thirty six years okay. old. So um, you okay. know they're, they're thinking you know just like with De Bruyne, and I complain about yeah. this all the time with Pep. You know. Yeah. Sometimes he's just resting yeah. for no damn reason, and his reason is he needs rest because he's older. So maybe yeah, yeah. We got. I'm I'm thinking in Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's head, he's like, we got we got bigger games that we're gonna need Ronaldo for, so we gotta find time that we can rest him. And I think Everton took that as disrespect, and of course they probably came out even harder because of that. And, and um, there's no, and there's no free, there's no free games in the Premier League. Even the worst teams can give you problems. Yep, that's and, that's and why. That board in, that's why. League. That's why it's my opinion that it's the best league in the world. At the end of the day, like simple as that. Um, but yeah, initial thoughts like looking at United's team. That's what I thought. And initial thoughts looking at Everton's team is I didn't really keep up with injuries, but when I see Rondon starting at striker, I'm not even gonna go into Rondon yet. But when I see him starting at striker, I'm like, okay. I immediately look at the injury list. Where's Richarlison? Where's Calvert-Lewin? Because for him to be starting over there, they got to be injured or dead. You know what I mean? They got to they gotta be gone. Like, there's no way this man's starting over them. And I think it turned out they're both working their way back to fitness or whatever. So you get Rondon. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, yeah. Um, that's my initial thoughts about that one. <laughs> All right, so so we're gonna get into one of the things we talked about while the game's going on in uh Wamba Saka. <laughs> um, okay. The event, the clear advantage that Wamba Saka had on the right side. Um, mm -hmm. um, but you know, I mean, and you know, we can get into the second half later. But it was it was clear that 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 was a an advantage for them, and they 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 really uh, kept kept pressing on that and kept doing that over the repeatedly. Let's yeah. the right side. Let's the right side. So talk to me more about soccer. Yeah, so it's it's interesting because um one of my favorite players for United is Mason Greenwood and he plays really well coming off the right side and like cutting in on his left. And a lot of like what I see from soccer now and Pep basically I think Pep is what inspired this, but it's a lot of like the right back and the right winger, like, playing combinations, basically. So that right side, like, and, and uh, Everton's left back is uh, Luca, Luca Digne, I think is how it's pronounced. It's weird, but something like that. So that's Everton's left back. And he's not a bad left back, but he wants to attack more than he wants to defend. But Man United early on in the game was like, nah, Luca Digne, you're going to be defending. And they were all over him, like, Wambasaka looked really, really good going forward, and Greenwood has looked good all season. Like, this dude is just, I don't know how to explain it, man. He's just smooth. He's just smooth. I know we always like to do uh, NBA comparisons to soccer exactly. players because that's exactly. the first yeah. sport. Yeah. And I'm trying to think. I want to say, I want to, what'd you say? My expertise, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I want to, I want to say he, he got like a Devin Booker type game, but I don't know. It's like he got he got the right and the left, and he's just smooth. Like he's quick too, but he's just smooth with it. Like he just makes the game look easy. 
Yeah, he's also he's just an athlete, you know. When you're just yeah. an athlete, just and we'll talk about that more yeah. in the future with the, with the other games. Um, there's, yeah. there's certain players that are just better athletes. And, yeah, and, yeah. And this is why Americans don't, you know, really understand the game the same way that Europeans and people overseas that watch it. It's that yeah, you know, the, the athletes you don't see them a lot, and the, the best <laughs> athletes you don't see those players they play yeah. the sport. You see them yeah, yeah, all the sports. You know? Yeah. But yep, yeah, yep. but he's truly an athlete. That's different. He's a different athlete. And at the right yep. back, you know, for me, you know, I'm I'm more of a you know, Zinchenko and other type of fans in terms of <laughs> athletes and stuff, but he, he he's he's special back there and he, he he's having a good good season for sure. Um it's hard for me to say that, but you know, he's he's playing well. <laughs> Absolutely. So let's talk into like one of the more controversial players, I would say, from a city fan, <laughs> obviously guys. Uh, let's talk about Bruno, because um, to me, Bruno, oh, at the beginning of the game, and I texted this earlier, man, Bruno, he looks like the best player on the pitch immediately. It's, it, to me, it just stands off. He's well, the best player. And yeah, every, well, you... Every time I watch him, he's the best player. And he's when you... When, you, the best when they took... Well, when they took Ronaldo out of the equation, it's it's not even close. It's not even close. Like, he just... I don't know. I, I I talk to you about De Bruyne all the all the time about this, and De Bruyne's De Bruyne's the same way. Like they both have the talent to where they just see stuff way before anyone else sees it. It's like I don't know. It's like they're playing chess and everyone's playing checkers. Like I don't know how else to explain it, but they just see a pass way before anyone else sees it, or they see space to dribble into way before anyone else sees it. And the only difference between and I'm going to use this later on, but the only difference, the difference I see between Bruno and De Bruyne is De Bruyne, it's almost like he's about percentages. Percentages. Like, he wants to play the high percentage pass and put it on a plate. Bruno, yeah, yeah. Bruno, yeah, Bruno doesn't care about the turnover. Like, Bruno sees a pass and plays the pass. You know what I mean? Like, he's just playing it. Like, he don't care about losing the ball. If he loses the ball, he's going to try to get it back and try to play a pass again. You know what I mean? But De Bruyne, in the way City plays, is like, okay, we'd rather have possession than patience. I'm already getting off of this game. Yeah, they they got to look. They got more patience. You're right. That's, that's what it is at the end of the day. They got more patience. <laughs> Again, agreed. All right, so, so around the 20-minute mark, you know, Cavani mm-hmm. has a great header. But but it's saved by Pickford. I don't know if you remember the play or not, but it's a, it's it, it's it's a great play. He, he puts him in, in the in the right place. The goalie just makes a good play, and I just thought that was something you should point out. Um, your thoughts on that? You remember who the cross was from? Yep. Oh, uh, not the player, but Cavani. Player. It, it, it was a it was okay. a nice it was a nice cross. Um, but I don't remember the player. Yeah. Yeah, and I I think um should have been a goal. Yeah, I think Pickford. I think Pickford is just one of those goalies that has a game. Some some games he has, and he's unbeatable. And some games he just makes those mistakes. So, and that's that's just one of those things. And this is something I'll save a little more for the Liverpool versus City game because I just love the way both of those teams play. But like, there's a clear difference in how they play in uh, United. Obviously, getting that chance, they had another chance that I remember with Martial. He just completely missed. Yeah, yeah, we're, um, we're, we're talking about that. Yeah, and that's the thing because 
because the thing is, like, with Cavani, like, with his header, if you hit the header, like, low in, like, towards one of the posts, like, that's always going to be tough to save. So, like, sometimes it's like, okay, goalie, you just made a good save. Like, we did everything we were supposed to do, got the shot on target. Like, you just made a good save, and we just kind of have to keep going, you know? <laughs> sometimes you got to, like, I don't know. Put your hand up. I don't know what they say, and just clap and say "good save, man." But I'm I'm gonna beat you next time. <laughs> oh, yeah. So then, uh, Bruno, you know, around right before the halftime, around the 43 minute mark, he has a brilliant touch in the pass of Matiel, uh for the goal. Um, I don't know if you know that play or not, but it's a, it's, a, it's a great play. Um, oh man, if I remember that play, man. <laughs> Okay, so it it is it's just like you explained it, man. Like just like and it's hard, uh, because I I didn't play soccer growing up, so I don't know how hard this stuff is to do. But when I'm watching it, I'm in awe because I'm like, how did he do it? And it's probably why I'm so much of a fan of soccer because I played basketball. So when somebody does something in basketball, I'm like, it is what it is. Like I could have done that. But when I'm watching soccer, it's different. I'm like, how? Did he control the ball like that so perfectly? Because the pass wasn't that great. Like, the pass was hitting hard to him, but he controlled it perfectly. And then he just played the pass perfect, so all Martial had to do was shoot. Like, he couldn't even think about it. Like, he was just shot. That's it. And it's a goal. And I'm like, Martial scores that goal, but that's Bruno's goal at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Like, that goal doesn't happen without Bruno. Ridiculous goal, man. Ridiculous. <laughs> The touch, the touch. For me, it's all yeah. about the touch. It's all about the yep. first touch. You know, yep. Because if he doesn't touch and turn like that, the way he could touch and turn, and that's the one thing I love about KDB, is that he can mm-hmm. just touch and turn and then make an accurate pass. And, the, and on the pace, and the pace on that ball was just perfect. Mm-hmm. There, it's like, yep. Like, like he's like, if you don't score there, like you're not, a, you're not, a, you're not, you're not my level. Like you're not. Yeah. Like, you're, you're, you know, yeah. It's like. You don't he puts it there perfect. Like the defense can't get to it. Only Marshall like, yeah. can get to it. Yeah, like, yeah only Marshall can get to it. He got a score. <laughs> and he and he wasn't even playing that well at that point. So it was. Uh, you know, so that, uh, that touch, that touch, and that turn was. The, it, it wasn't a great ball to him, but it, he he made he made it work. Exactly, exactly, and that's what the great players do. It's just like just give me the ball. It ain't even got to be perfect. It might be bouncing. Like I'm gonna handle it and make a play off of it, and that. It's freaking beautiful, man. He he's been carrying them. Bruno's been carrying them the last year or so. So we'll see. We'll see how this Bruno and Ronaldo thing thing does. I mean, I still like Chelsea, of course, to beat them. But Bruno's he's special, man. He's he's special. And I I was a hater early on because he scored a ton of penalties, but it's he's really starting to show, like on a game to game basis, like he's that dude. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so let's talk about uh, Decorier's first half because I was not impressed. Um, <laughs> the first half, and I, and I made that you know present in my opinion <laughs> mm-hmm. in that um, I didn't think he I didn't think he played very well in the first half, and I didn't understand if he wasn't very involved. Um, yeah, obviously Gray had an amazing game. He's a star in the making. Um, <laughs> Okay. He's unreal. Yeah, he's he's, he's, he's great. Um, it's well, it's it's hard because like I feel like Everton in that first half, 
uh, I feel like their game plan going into it was, uh, okay, we're going to hope to defend well enough and then get a counterattack at the end of the day. Because, I mean, I think you constantly saw, like, their attacking players, like, having to get back and help defend because, at least in the first half, Dinge was getting overloaded on that left side, like, the right side with Wambasaka in the... Greenwood like there was just too much to deal with so I think it's fair to say yeah he was ineffective in the first half but I don't know if it was all him I think it was just his team really you know because he he plays like a center mid slash CDM type of role so it's not like you always expect him to go and make like gold contributions or anything so I won't cut him on slack like they didn't do much he didn't do much in the first half but uh luckily for them <laughs> They were able to bounce back. Yeah, they were able to bounce back. So, I don't know yeah, what coach that, but... um, Gray makes a great play on the on the on the left side and makes a play and splits some two defenders on the pass and yep. yep. And this is why I was laughing. This is why I was laughing at Fred earlier because, uh, man, I'm <laughs> wait, wait. Go ahead and go through the play. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead. Keep going. I'm gonna kill. I'm gonna kill. All right, all right. Let me kill Fred. Okay, so everyone picks on Man United because they don't have a, a CDM, like central divisive midfielder, right? And Fred kind of plays that role. Damari Gray bullies Fred on the sideline. I'm like, Damari Gray looks like he weighs 110 pounds soaking wet. And he bullies this man on the sideline and keeps the ball. And it leads to them getting the goal. And Man United is out here like, so y'all going to sign a CDM or no? Because this keeps happening. <laughs> exactly. And we can't we can't put this out. You know, Everton was missing key players. Yes. Um, like crucial players and this is why yep. they didn't you know, this is why they didn't perform as well as they usually would perform. But, you know, obviously they're not a threat to me, I don't or you in in, in our opinion when it comes <laughs> to um you know like winning the Premier League, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Laverne was out. Oh, and Richarlison, yep. And Richarlison was out, and you know, and and that played a big role in the way this game ended. Um, they weren't able to um, take the lead or any win the game. Obviously, this was a draw, but um, yep. it was it was an excellent game, great way to start off, you know, the weekend. And um, I, you know, if you look at the stats, um. Shots on target, Man United had 62 possession. They had 72 to 28 percent. Um, obviously Everton was playing a lot of you know counter and, and yep. hoping Gray and you know because they only played a center forward and and, a, and one midfielder in the game, so they, <laughs> they so they were they were they were on the conservative side of the, of the game. Yep. Um, when Ronaldo came in, he he made he made things happen. He just didn't score a goal. Um, he yep. showed why he should have been playing. Uh, I thought it was a mistake. <laughs> I will repeat that it was a mistake. But, um, yeah, you know, it's overall, the, it's the really, you can't get away with that. Can't get away with it. Yeah, exactly. So, um, play of the game. What are you thinking? Um, it's tough. You know, I was thinking Rondon, but um, <laughs> Rondon. Was, <laughs> all right, all right, all right. All right. So this is the, this is the one thing though, and ah oh, man, this is the one thing because it's hard because you can't. And they mention this on TV all the time. They're like, okay, you can't see the runs that the striker's making sometimes when you're watching TV because you're focused on the ball. 
like it's literally off the screen. And I'm like, if Rondon wasn't making like good runs, then he literally just got paid to do nothing that game. And I don't and think I, he's the type of player to make good runs. So I think I he got paid to do nothing that game. <laughs> and I text you like that was a great sub because he was the only dude that's out there that didn't look like he didn't belong. He didn't, even yeah. play, even when they sent him up, he didn't make plays. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like he he just looked. He didn't. The thing is, I feel like he picked up a couple good positions, but I think he just. I think Rondon might have been playing. I don't know what league he was playing in last year, but I think he's just not up to the speed of the Premier League yet. Is all it is. Like I remember he took an extra touch when he should have shot, and I'm like, he's just not up to the speed. Like he just isn't used to having this little amount of time yet once he gets back used to that then he might be all right but this game he was just not he was just not there and at the end of this game I was like if Everton would have had Calvert-Lewin and Richarlison I think they would have been able to pull out a win but they like they didn't have any possession because they didn't have forwards to help them keep possession so yeah so yeah key takeaway is that you know (laughs) Man United got lucky that they um they got the ball they could have lost this game Yep. Um, Rondon is 32 years old, so I'm not saying anything about how he's not ready or nothing like that. So he, he's, he's an old man at this point. You know, it's just like me. You know, so he had his opportunities and he should have made plays and he couldn't make plays because he's just simply not good enough. Yeah, he's, um, he sold out. He sold out so, this game for sure. But, you know, we'll, we'll move on. Um, <laughs> oh, did I say player of the game? It's definitely Damari Gray for me. Definitely. And I agree. Demar Gray was yeah. he was excellent. Um, he was um, he didn't he score, was over. but he he was excellent. He looked like he was you know special. Um, yeah, he was. He was, he was dangerous every time he got the ball, and I'm proud of that man because they, I think he wasn't getting in the team at Leicester, and then they sent him to the Bundesliga, and now he's back, and now he's one of the first names on the team sheet, man. Do your thing, bro. Be, he's do your gonna thing. be a star. Yeah. Man, if I was a better thing. man, and I am a better man, I'm betting on him. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll, he'll probably make me some money in the future. Um, <laughs> All right, who we got next? The next one, the next one is Brighton <laughs> versus Arsenal. Uh, okay, so this this one's gonna go quick. This this one's gonna go let me, quick. Let me <laughs> let me say one per, first thing. This is just like the last game. Um, the weather was a big issue this weekend. Um, this mm-hmm. is it was very windy and rainy in this game. So you know, the talents were like. If you watch this game, the first time you saw them, you would think, you know, they can't play. But it's different because there was a lot of, you know, weather impacted the game. Um, and it was clear the weather impacted the game when the players showed. So, windy and rainy. So. All right. Um. Initially, like, I think you told me, because I haven't been able to really catch their games. You said Brighton looked legit. I don't know who you watched them play against when you said that, but... Um, after watching this game, I completely agree. Like, every time they had the ball, they looked like they had an idea. They looked like, and, and that's a good thing, because a lot of teams just pass the ball around and hope for something, but Brighton literally looked like they had an idea and that they had a certain way that they wanted to attack, and they were really, like, going at Arsenal for the whole first half. Like, they completely dominated, just couldn't get the goal. Um... And then to me, Arsenal had their moments in the second half where they were kind of dominant and they couldn't get a goal either. But overall, like, yeah, it's a a nil-nil draw. No one really wants to see that. But I was impressed with Brighton, I would say. Um, 
the most as a team. I think they looked really good, and I think they, I think they deserved the goal that game. I think they deserved a win. I thought so. My initial thoughts were: um, Bros was making plays. Bros was making plays. Let's say um, mm-hmm. all over. I, I really like his game. Um, Let's go, Bros. Yep. Um, yeah, Cucarello was really good. Um, he was playing well. Um, he had a really nice header as well. Um, I don't think that you know, from a coaching standpoint that Arsenal valued the ball as much as they should. Um, they, okay. I mean, they they really they to me they didn't give up. They didn't get possession too early. Um, the stats say fifty nine percent to forty one percent, but it didn't feel like that when I was watching it. Um, fifty nine. Yeah, fifty. Yeah, fifty nine for Brighton. But, Crazy. Um, Five years yeah. ago, you would never see Arsenal like have that little bit of possession. Man, they're whole, they're a different team now. It's crazy. Yeah, they, no, they, they to me they they look like a washed team to me. I, they're, not, I'm not, they're not a threat, um, but you know, Arsenal's got their whole name and all that, and people know them. But they didn't look very. very I was not impressed by Arsenal in this game. Um, but they made plays. Um, I will say, uh, Aubameyang, uh, it was extremely frustrating, and me and you talked about him because the you know, city had interest in him. Um, he's just pretty strong that he played to watch because he's in, he's constantly can, is in position, but when, once he gets in position, he doesn't make the play. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's just, you just, just make an accurate shot on goal, just like, at least fill your stats up. And just, he just, he, he was extremely frustrating to watch throughout the whole game. Um, um, and at the end, they took him out too. I was happy for that, but you know, I just didn't, I just didn't like the way he was playing and, uh, uh, I'm happy that we didn't get him because I would have been frustrated with a play like him because he got the size and all that and he would have been another story. <laughs> he would have been another story. That's a whole other story. Um, the one, the one bright spot I would say from Arsenal is Emil Smith Rowe. Um, I don't know if we had, we were going to talk about a player of the game, but he would be my player of the game from Arsenal for sure. Like he, he looks like. I don't know. I, I remember the first couple of games I watched him play. I'm like, all right, dude just came out here with energy and made some plays. Like it is what it is. But he's he's been pretty consistent for them and pretty consistently making plays. And he's just got a good mix of speed. Like just wants to work hard and doesn't mind shooting. Like I wouldn't say he's like a great passer, but he likes to link up with players too. But he just got speed, energy, and like that's I don't know Arsenal lack that at a lot of places. Like I like tyranny for them. I think he's a really good player. But this game, the only person that stood out for Arsenal was Smith Rowe for me. And no, I, I mean I agree with with your point there. I, I like the way Sako is playing actually though. Um, okay. But um, but you know, no, to me, there's no really player in the game when you don't score and you don't create a lot of opportunities. It, it was still a good game, but it was more of defense. Um, uh, you're talking about shots on target. Both teams were tied with two. So, like, this is yeah, not, that game. Um, yeah, but um, Brian bad. did what they had to do to, you know, put a standing stand for it. So they did their job. So we going to move on. All right. So. We're going to talk about your boys now, Chelsea versus Southampton. <laughs> um, coming into this game, I heard a lot of predictions, you know, 2-0, 3-0. Um, you know, obviously, they're, they're, they're outmatched. Um, but, you know, 
the game didn't play out that way because there's no there's no sleepers in the Premier League. So you gotta, you gotta there's bring not, it and you bring it. there's so, not. You, you do not get handouts in the Premier League. Um, so I'll start off by like just saying Southampton when they when I heard that they let they didn't like re-sign uh, Danny Eames. I was like, they are going to be in trouble this year. I was wrong. I was wrong. I'll admit that because they've actually looked decent in their games, and they look they looked good in this game too. Um, early on, like right from the start, I would say Timo was dangerous because I don't think Southampton have a defender other than maybe Kyle Walker Peters that can like even get close to him speed wise and Chelsea. Right, so let's, let's talk about that because you know let's talk about that right now because okay. I've been killing I've been, I've been killing Vernon for a while because I don't <laughs> think, I, I just don't think he's what people think he is or that what your fans think he is. Um, but he so my first note is that he looks live. He's making great runs. Um, yep. The first half he was he looked good. Um, yep. And, yep. Um, no, he, he, looked he had an excellent game. game. He had an excellent game, honestly. Excellent game. Yeah. And and the new lineup with, you know, I mean, I guess him at top and Lukaku and Chilwell at the next level, it, mm. it worked out. I don't know if that's the answer, but um, I don't think Werner in any scenario is your answer, especially in the Champions League. But he looked really good. And I just thought, um, it, was, it, was, it was good to see. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll have to go back and, like, double-check, but I'm pretty sure, like, our first goal, I know, came from a corner. Uh, Chalaba got a corner. He got a header um, at the back post. But obviously really- you got to make the play to get that corner, and I'm pretty sure it was a Timo run, and he tried to cross the ball into Lukaku, and I think that ended up being us a corner. So it's like you got to give him credit for making the run, trying to play the ball across, and winning us a corner. You know what I mean? Yeah, he, was, like, he was in the right place at the right time. It was – was- you know, it was it was a, it was a lucky play, and he was in the right place at the right time. And I, I, my my note was <laughs> it, it was it was a very fortunate goal. Um, and the and the goalie made a a rare you know rare mistake there. But um, and then I I also agree with the announcers because they were talking about how they didn't have anybody on the goalpost. If you had just somebody on the goalpost, that never happened. That that ball was clear. Um, yeah. But they didn't have anybody yep. in the far goalpost, and that's what. Open the opportunity up, and it's all about strategy at, at that point. And, and really, that was a coaching goal to me. If the coach just puts the player in the right spot, then that, that goal never happens. But you know. I agree, I agree, I agree. I'm just giving Timo credit because a corner, even though it's a low percentage chance to score, like it's still a chance to score. And Timo makes the run, puts the ball in, and like earns us that corner. You know what I mean? Winning a corner is good for your offense and. It's just another way, like, obviously, Timo doesn't get an assist. He don't get credit for it. But it's just, like, it's another way he's helping our team. Um, so, yeah, that's my take early on. Um, obviously, we did get the corner goal, which was uh, beneficial to us. Um, but then, <laughs> I don't know how far you want me to jump ahead in this game. But, uh then we uh, give up the penalty. <laughs> I just want to oh. say, um, Koba had a great at the twenty-six minute mark. Koba had a great, you know, excellent ball to Chilwell. Um, mm-hmm. But it was an amazing save uh, by McCarthy, and I mean that was a, that was going to be a goal. That was oh yeah, save, I got to give him credit for that. Um, I'm, I'm glad save. you, I'm glad you brought that up because that kind of makes me. 
bring up the tactical side of what like Tuchel did this game and basically like instead of having Chilwell just run up and down the wing like a left wing back he actually had Chilwell playing kind of like a midfielder and that's one of the things that led to that Chilwell chance and I was just like Chilwell's just floating this game I'm glad you brought that up for sure because I was like yeah that that's different like he's not usually there and that's why he's so open like they're not used to having an extra body having to take care of Chilwell on the inside. Um, so for me, um, um, Ward's Pro- Prowse was um, excellent. He's in the running <laughs> for the player of the game. He's a great player. Um, I, li- I really like him. He made some mistakes, obviously, that we'll get into um, later. <laughs> later on, he has a great penalty um, to save a, a, you know, a, good, a good run that was going to happen. But um, mm-hmm. um he had a you know, late tackle on, on Ashby, but um, I thought that um, Ward and Ward, Ward Prowse is you know he's a great player and he played he played really well in that game. Um, a little hot headed, but um, <laughs> just a little shout out yeah. to Southampton. He's you know, he's, a, he's a good player. Um, I like I like the way he plays. Nah, big time. I lo- I love that man's free kicks. I think he's the one of the best free kick takers in the world, and I think the fact that they don't have Danny Ings and I think. They got a bunch of new players in. Like it really showed how good he was because he did a good job just controlling the ball when they had it and creating some early danger for them. Because they they did look dangerous at times too. Because I really thought this year I'm like they ain't got Damian Ings. Like they're never gonna score any goals. But they did look like they were gonna score a couple goals. And of course, Chilwell fouls Liveramente. I think his name. I think that's how you say his name in the box in. That's, of course, how they get their goal. And it hurts even more because Livermente, I'm pretty sure we just sold to Southampton like not too long ago. And then this man comes back and hurts us. <laughs> always worked out that way. But um, I got to say, um, <laughs> with Ward Prowse, um, at the beginning of the game, I heard the announcers talking about how great it was, you know, because I haven't seen too much of him. I've seen yeah, yeah. a decent amount of him. But obviously, I'm not searching out the Southampton games. Um, he um his free kicks at the beginning the first half were pretty awful. Um and I just thought that the the rain was really, really affecting his balls because they, they didn't mm-hmm. look very good in the first half. And then, so uh, I will say he did play well throughout the game, especially in the second half. But um his free kicks were were pretty in set pieces were pretty bad. Um and they just didn't they were not <laughs> quality. So um I thought that the, the weather had a, had a, had an effect on the team. Okay. Fair take, fair take. You might have just been trashed this game, but normally they're good. Normally they're good. I swear. You watch the next game, he'll be all right. <laughs> all right. So let's talk about the takeover. You know, in the second half, you know, there's a takeover. Um, Chelsea looks better, but then you know we have the, you know, the card, the red card. That changes everything, and then yeah. Chelsea takes over. So go ahead and talk to me about that. Yeah. Uh, that really changed the game. My boy, my boy James Ward Prowse made me an even bigger fan because he uh he decided he was just gonna take Jorginho out. I mean, I don't think there was any malice in it. It's, it's hard when you're making those red card decisions, but a lot of times when your studs are up or whatever, they'll give you a red card if it looks dangerous, and it looked bad. Like he was really late because. It's Ward Prowse. He's not very fast, so he's going to be late on some of his tackles. Like, it is what it is. But he was really late, and it was dangerous play. He fouled Jorginho. 
Jorginho, of course, had to get up and let the ref know, like, yo, like, what was that? And uh, originally got given a yellow, and then they got upgraded to a red, and Tuchel saw that they got a red card and saw the opportunity and was like, yeah, we got to get some goals. So we start pushing forward, try to get some more goals, make a couple subs. Um, first sub in was Mason. First sub in was Mason Mount. Um, and he comes on immediately and like gets us a couple chances, but you can go ahead and tell him about my boy Ross before I get too excited. <laughs> no, I was going to make a mention about Barkley. Uh, Barkley mm-hmm. did a great play to Aspie. Um, yep. I thought that was, that was, that was and then Aspie for Werner and then, you know, mm-hmm. so, Werner. um, so it was, yeah, you can talk history. about, yeah, you could, you could, you could talk more about it. I'll let you talk about it. <laughs> you let me nerd out. All right. So, the first, the first sub was Mason Mount. Um, so he came on and he just looked happy. Like he just looked like he was ready to score a goal or ready to play a pass, and he he just looked full of energy. And I'm like, okay, if we have this Mason Mount every game, then we'll be fine. Like we'll be good. Of course, he didn't score. So a little more time goes by, and we sub on uh, Ross Barkley, and Drew said it, but he just picks out a pass to Aspilicueta that basically no one else saw and then left left an easy job for Aspilicueta, but I still have to give I don't agree, I, but yeah, we give him credit. I still have to give him credit because he, he did control it. And he's actually he's actually impressing me this year, man. Cause I think there was a play a couple games back and I was like and Drew Drew was impressed with it and I was impressed with it too and I'm like Aspie's not like that. I swear he got lucky. But lately He's been, I'm not going to say he's just been dribbling past people, but he's been having great touches and great passes. And I'm like, yeah, this is this is a consistent Aspil equator. And I've known him to be a good crosser because if you can cross the ball into Marata and have him finish, then you put in the cross on target because Marata misses a lot of chances. And Aspil is just, I don't know, he's, he's always known as being an elite defender. And now he's just causing so many problems in attack as well. Like he's just he's just great. And I'm a hate why he's a captain. I'm a hate once yeah, I'm a hate once he ages himself out of the team because I'm a miss him. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought the touch and the touch and the pass at the same time was, was the key on that play. It was a great yep. pass. He did pick him out great. I'll give Boston credit for that. But to mm-hmm. me the key of that play was for him to be able to just put that ball on the ground and make it rolling so it's an easy yep. finish. You know, if that ball's yep. bouncing, it's, it's a lot harder to finish. So he put yep. it on the ground, and, you know, he, he stopped it and put it on the ground you know, very, very very easily and very quickly. And it was just, you know, usually you have to have a touch first when you make the passing. But he, he just he just put it on the ground, and it was rolling nice and at, at a great pace. And, you know, obviously, you were able to finish it. And that was really the coffin inside of it. Yep, yep. And before that, um, I think Asby got called for a foul and they brought it back pretty far. I think it was a, I think it was a fair call. Like, obviously I'm biased and this is after the game that I'm saying it's fair. If the game ended 1-1, I might have said it wasn't fair. Who knows? But I think it was a fair call at the end of the day. Um, but they took that goal from Timo because of that foul. So it was great to see Timo come back in and get his goal later on. And then uh, we had some more great buildup. And 
goodness, man. I'm going to have to actually go back and watch this highlight again. It was so nice. But Mason Mount basically just dribbles right past somebody, gets into the box, plays a perfect cross. I think it gets to Lukaku. Lukaku hits the post, and then it bounces back to Aspie. Aspie hits the post, and then it bounces to Ben Chilwell, and Ben Chilwell bangs it. And it looks like it gets saved, but it just crosses the line. So Chilwell yeah, scores. It was, it, it, was already, it was already in the goal, so yeah, it was yep. irrelevant. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. But, Ridiculous. you know, just... The balance to be able to do that off when the ball's that high, you know, when the ball's that high, basically at your above your hip level to be able to just to hit that ball and just keep it in line without it flying over the goal. Um, that's, you got to give Chilwell all the credit for that because that was uh-huh. I mean, obviously Definitely. the game's already over. I'm just yeah. talking about the 80, 80 minute mark, but <laughs> to be able to you know be able to hit that ball you know, off a of ricochet like that, um, um, it should have been already a goal. You know, with um, Lukaku's you know, play, but um, um, yeah, it was it was an excellent finish. It was a special finish, it, 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 you know. And, the, and yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't do nothing about that. Even the goalie was trying to cheat to block the ball after he passed the line. Yeah, yeah. 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 you can do. I, I'm impressed with you all for that, and I'm glad he made up for his penalty earlier on. It was just a bad. Just a bad attempt at a tackle. Like he was nowhere near the ball and just tripped the man up. And like it was one of those penalties that you're just like, yeah, that was a penalty. Like you just, you just messed up. No debate or anything. It's just like, yeah, yeah, I messed up. But I guess, I guess he kind of made up for it and he didn't make any other mistakes. So good to have Chihuahua back in the lineup and, and doing his thing. Um, All right. So play of the game. Talk to me about it. Who, who you think is player of the game for this game? Uh, for me, it's Timo because I think he's, I think his energy kind of becomes contagious, and he just keeps going. Like he was so frustrated when he didn't get his goal because it got called back for a foul, but then this man still comes through and scores a goal. Obviously, it's pretty much a tap in, and all the work came from Ross Barkley and Aspie, but it's like. This man just keeps going, and he got his goal, and his goal ended up being the winner. Like obviously, Chilwell's was just like a consolation. So I think I think it's Timo, just a good overall game. Other players I think look more dangerous. I would be very close to giving it to Asby because I think he's just been ridiculous for us lately. But I gotta give it to Timo. Yeah, I like I, I like the way he played. Honestly, I was. Surprised by how well he played um, in that in that moment because um, I wasn't I haven't been too impressed with him with the last few seasons but um, um, for me it was Aspie because um, he just okay. made things happen um, yep greater but um, you know he also made a lot of mistakes especially defensively um, we're not gonna get too deep into that but you know he um, he was he was he was excellent throughout the game and I just didn't think he made a lot of mistakes. And, yeah, I think so. You know, I think that he's the key to y'all season, um, especially you, know, with the, you got a legit, you know, with Lukaku, you got a, you got a legit uh, you know, finisher now. So it, y- y'all problem, y'all should be the favorites. Is the reason why y'all the favorites, and um, that's true. So, we did good in our recruiting. We saw what we had missing and went and got it. <laughs> early season takeaways. What are we thinking, with Chelsea? Um, for Chelsea, I would say I think it's good that uh, Tuchel 
is willing to make changes and I wouldn't say his tinkering led to the goal, but it definitely led to that one shot that you was talking about earlier from Chilwell. And it definitely led to Hudson Adoy, I think, having a decent game because he just had more space because Tuchel was like, we're just going to bring Chilwell into the middle. And I think that, I think he's done stuff like that in the past too. Um, and one of the things is, uh, like Rudiger, Rudiger's role, for example, like because we play with three center backs, like yeah, we just look like a real defensive team. But those two center backs that are on like the left and right, like they are allowed to go forward a lot because we got three center backs back there, and that's why you see Rudiger always making crazy runs. And he was inches from having an assist from to Lukaku. I don't know if you remember that, but he ran through basically the whole team. And just laid it off for Lukaku. And Lukaku was just a little bit offside. Yeah. And that would have been another goal for us that game. And I'm like, this is our center back. <laughs> you know? He like he's, you know, he seems like he makes one of those plays every game. You know, he had another play yeah. that run. Oh. He might have scored. Uh, or at least we, we hope he scored. He made a great run <laughs> the game before. And, uh, you know, we can talk about him a little bit. Um, obviously, we've been talking about him in this game much because he always holds his shit down. But, um, Rudiger, uh, you know, he's one of the best in the world, and uh, you got to give him his flowers. Yeah, he's he's a real one, man, and we might not even have him next year, but we'll see. <laughs> we will see. All right. Time, time so, to talk about your boys now, huh? <laughs> all right, so, you know, my boys, City versus Liverpool. Um, I'm going to take the lead on this one, obviously. <laughs> Um, I, I, I was proud of my people, man. We, we played, we played excellent. Um, over here. But initial thoughts, uh, I thought that we should have won this game. If it wasn't for a couple bad, you know, bad defensive plays, individual just defense, just stay on your feet type of stuff. Um, obviously, you know, I was extremely upset about a couple of those things that happened, but you know, there was some brilliance that happened on the other side that that made that happen. But um, the first initial thought uh, was was Grealish at center forward. Um, the entire season, uh, obviously it's early, that was a shock to me. I did not expect to see Grealish playing the false nine position. Um, I did not think that Pep would go that route with him because he's been so great in, in, in his position he's been playing on the left side. And I just didn't I didn't understand that thought process. I don't think it's going to be something to repeat because of what happens later on in the game, which is obvious. But um, yeah, that was that was that was pretty shocking to me to see him at center forward. Um, I think that's a waste of his ability. And, and um, that's about it for that. But what's your, what's your thoughts? What's your thoughts on? Um, I was I was looking forward to talking about this game because to me, like City and Liverpool is always a good matchup, and um. It's funny after the first half because you hear the announcers and everything. They talk about how Man City dominated possession and Liverpool have to find a way to get back into the game. But it was 0-0 at halftime, right? Exactly. I think. So it was 0-0 at halftime. And, like, if you watch Liverpool against big teams, like, they don't want to have the ball that much. Like, Liverpool's strategy is basically, like, they want to get the ball to their forwards as soon as they can. So 
they will look for a long ball all the time. And what they hope is that either they get the ball to their forward with the long ball or the defenders have to like basically clear it to like their midfielders, which their midfielders are usually like energy players, basically, or defensive players. And City's the complete opposite. City plays through their midfield. Like their midfield controls the ball and controls the game. So it's like, I don't know. It's like completely different watching the two teams. And it's, what's the word that I say? It's basically, hmm, I think, I think efficiency is the word I might be looking for. I'm not 100% sure. I had a way to describe this before. I, I but basically, like, I wouldn't say efficiency when well, it comes to us. We have a lot of possessions, and it's just holding the ball for us to just try to wait for opportunities. I'm uh, just, yeah, well, that's for, for y'all. Yeah, but for I forgot the two words I was looking for, but basically, Liverpool wants as many as, as many chances as possible, and they don't have to be high percentage chances. City wants the most. City wants to make good chances, if that makes any sense. Right. Like, so, but Liverpool doesn't want as many chances as possible. They just want to be able to. They just want the chance that they have to have the highest percentage of the goal to have. So they're playing. No, I think. Counter I think. Time. I think that's against, how. Well, against against y'all, I would agree they're playing counter. But if you watch Liverpool against like Arsenal, for example, they might have like fifteen or something crosses. Like they're gonna have a lot of crosses because they're just trying to score. Like they don't want to, they don't want to hold the ball forever. Um, they just want to get the ball in a position to where they can score. Like they want to get to their forwards as quickly as possible. But against y'all, they don't have that much possession, so it looks like they're just playing on the counter. In reality, like they just don't want to keep the ball for that long. Like, but against bad teams, they don't have a choice because they can't keep the ball. Like, I, I mean, think they're greedy. All- they want to make. They want to make. They're not, they're not patient. They want to make things happen, but they have the time yeah. to make things happen. And it's understandable when you have players like, you know, Salah. So, and Salah, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, I understand. I Obviously, so I agree with your point there. I don't think that they want to have the ball that much. I just think they want to have it – just it, to me, it's just all about having the ball when it matters so that we can beat you when you're when you're messing up. And every time <laughs> I play, you play against them, this, they, they really scared of that in this game. And we'll talk about that more, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. It's weird. I feel like I had in my head how to explain it, but I feel like y'all want the ball and y'all want to create really good chances. Liverpool wants to get the ball and create half chances, What is what they always say in soccer. Like, they just want to get an opportunity to score. Um, And I think this game, like, my take at the end of this game is that Liverpool got freaking lucky and Salah just stole them a point out of this game because y'all outplayed them y'all dominated the ball y'all created better chances Salah literally just gave Liverpool a point this game at the end of the day you can't say that they were coached well or anything like that Salah literally stole a point from (laughs) y'all he stole it so you know a couple you know it's a great point and I agree (laughs) for the most part on that but you know if I told you what the percentage was what you think the percentage was on this game possession wise yeah Mm, I would say like 65 35 so possession was 48% to 50% in Man City 
48 to 52? Yes. So it's basically 50 50. So I don't believe this, it, man. Yeah, if you don't, yes, we, if you watching the game, you wouldn't believe that because the first half, I'm, it was way I'm different. I'm not buying we it. Controlled the ball. <laughs> we controlled the ball the whole first half. We dominated. They, mm-hmm. they could barely get a shot on goal. They had like one shot on goal on a great turn in the mm-hmm. middle to get the play. Jata, yeah, Jata but, looked really good. It, that was it. You know, they, they didn't make anything else happen. But the second half was a different story. And they were on top of their game. And, um, and there were a lot of mistakes made. And we're going to get into those next, um, high defenders. Um, <laughs> but early on, um, D- you know, Diaz looked excellent. Um, um, Silva, um, was one of the best players in the game. Um, he was on top of his game the whole throughout, getting back on defense, making players miss, great with the ball. Um, um, Foden actually should have scored off of Silva's pass. But, you know, we can debate that forever, but. I don't think he, 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 I mean, they keep talking about how you should, how you should have lifted it, but he did lift it. Um, Allison just made a great save and blocked the ball, so whatever, but. Yeah, um, sometimes you gotta give the goalie credit, man. Yeah, you yeah. really gotta give goalie credit and stop hating on the player, mm-hmm. but I just thought they were just hating on the player on that issue, cause he did lift the ball, but I don't, I don't know <laughs> what they want him to do on that play. Um, maybe, just maybe not on the first touch, maybe he just made a pass and made a shot because, you know, Silva um, made a great pass where it was like the ball was basically like slowing down, so you didn't really need to touch it. But um, other than that, um, I didn't think that, that Foden made a mistake there. Foden was dominant in this game, and it was he was picking on Milner. Uh, it looked like a huge <laughs> mismatch. It was embarrassing to watch. Old man couldn't stay with him. Um, I, I still I the- think Foden's one of the best players in the world, and I'm just going think he's underrated. So. It's just my opinion there, so um, yeah, and and we're a different team with him on the on the pitch. Yeah, that's that's a fair opinion. I think I think we'll see a lot of Foden going forward. I think he'll be playing that false nine role a little more though, because I think he's got more flexibility as a player than Grealish does. I think Grealish belongs on the left side. I think he owns that position, and I think Foden can float a little more and still be effective. So I think that's what we'll see more of. But, yeah, I agree. Foden for most of the game was ridiculous. And then now that I think about it, like in the second half, you're right, Liverpool did have a lot more of the ball because they did mention that Foden had a lot less of the ball in the second half. But Milner still should have probably got a red card for a second yellow. He took yeah. Foden out on one play and then took somebody else out on another play, so he got lucky to even Silver. stay in the so, game. So let's talk about the play. No, it's Silver that we're talking about play on the left side. Silver's out there dominating with the ball, and he gets straight clipped. It was like a clothesline <laughs> in football. It was embarrassing to watch to see that that didn't get a card. There's no way that there's no way to explain that away. That should have been a yet from the second yellow. Um, that could have been yeah. a straight red in my opinion because the ball was way gone. There was. He didn't even try to make a play on the ball. It was mad late, um, and it, it, it was an obvious. Um, yeah, the referee um, obviously had some money. Obviously had some money on Liverpool. Obviously. Yeah, and it was it was an obvious. Um, he's got a yellow card, so I don't want to give another game type of thing. So yeah. he deserved yeah. a good book, but referee was soft. Yep. <laughs> so I mean, let's talk about Salah. Um, <laughs> excellent. Um, Cancelo makes a mistake. I mean, obviously on the first goal before that. Um, Salah just makes a play and then makes a great pass to Sané and Sané's great finish, um, great run 
you know, cut, cut right between the defender, uh, right in front of the defender, and it was, uh, it was just a great play by him, uh, and then great finish. Uh, Ederson's obviously a great goalie, one of the best in the league, in the league so no, no hate there. He was in position. He just, he, there's nothing he could do there. Um, he was a better athlete in that moment, and, um, obviously Laporte should have been there, and other players should have been there, but, um, it was just a great counter, and that's kind of what they were playing off the whole game. They would just wait for us to make a mistake, and they just um, they they capitalized every time we made a mistake. They capitalized. Yep, yep, thousand percent agree. I think obviously Salah set up the first goal for Mane. All Mane had to do was run and finish, kind of like we were saying with Bruno. Like literally, all you got to do is finish, because I pretty much just made the whole play for you. And then on the second goal, Salah just set himself up and scored a goal. And that's when I look on Twitter and people are saying he's the best in the world. He's the best in the Premier League. He's the best to ever play in the Premier League. <laughs> because to me, like, I, now that I think about the game, like, yeah, Liverpool as a whole did play better in the second half. Like, they did have more of the ball and everything like that. But at the end of the day, it's those two moments that Mo Salah just made happen in it it sucks because I have a lot of good to say about Cancelo, but I'm pretty sure he got beat both times on those goals. And I'm just like, he, uh, uh, cause Cancelo, Cancelo's, his, his passing is like, okay, so Trent is really good at passing the ball, but Cancelo's got way more in his bag. Like he's got like the outside the foot pass and like, his vision yeah. just seems so much better. Like he's he made a great one to fold in earlier. Yeah, he made a great he, one to fold in earlier. We talked about that. That's yeah, a great passer. Yeah, yeah but for different. me, I care more about the back line. I don't need the back three to make plays when we have the boring and we have like the yeah. game when he's healthy. Like, and so we don't really yeah. need them to do that. But uh, yeah, it's more he just luxury. He need to be playing in the midfield for real, for real. Like <laughs> he just need to uh, not play right back. Y'all need to get a uh, left back. Just be in the midfield. <laughs> nah, because Rodgers got that on, on point. And we can talk about him too, but Rodgers got that on point. Until he's better than Rodgers, then there's no, there's no argument to make there. He's where he should be at because, you know, he's just not better than Rodgers. He's not taking KDU's spot. He's not taking Sergio spot. So one, if we're going to stay one more, yeah, one more thing, I guess. I mean, yeah, you're right about Gundogan. I guess he could be Gundogan's backup. Dude's just crazy, though. But anyway... One more thing about City before we move past it. Ederson, like, his distribution is number one in the world, and it's not even close. Like, he played a pass out to, I don't know who it was, one of the midfielders, and it went, like, right over a defender's head. And I'm just like, your goalie just took out a player. Like, your goalie just took a player out. They didn't got to dribble past him. Like, the goalie just took him out of the game completely. And if he sees Sterling or somebody that's kind of quick one-on-one all the way down the field, he's going to pick them out. And then they basically got a one-on-one. And it's just like, he's such a weapon. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, it's he a scares joke. Me. Yeah, he scares me how, <laughs> you know, how how anxious he is to be a part of the game. So a lot of yeah, times yeah, he's yeah. out of the box and it's like, you shouldn't be out there right now. It's, we didn't need you to be out there. But um, um, he, yeah. he also made a great play on the left side, Foden. 
making a run early on in the game. It was just one of those crazy passes. It announces where you took it. Yeah, yeah. That's the one. He tied him one-on-one with uh, Milner, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that pass is just stupid for you to be able to make that. (laughs) And Milner's supposed to make a better play on the ball, but, um, yeah, it was still a good pass. And uh, he didn't get exposed all game. Yeah, yeah. They, they... Well, I guess that's the thing. So, so they really miss Trent because he's their most creative player too, and he's probably at this stage a better defender than Milner. So, that's something I guess to look at for Liverpool. It's like if they have Trent the next time around, like y'all might be in trouble. Y'all might be in trouble. But I don't know. I don't know where Grealish was this game. He was ghost. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> let's talk about. Um, key takeaways, like final key takeaways of this game. For me, um, your fat stats have figured some shit out because um, Grealish is, has been great on the left side. And um, for me, I don't understand why Foden just you just can't play Foden on the right side because he's left-footed anyway. Um, mm-hmm. he, he should be able to score more goals on that side anyway. So um, I, I just think that the answer is to put Foden on the right side and put Grealish on the left and and move on with your life and, and have KDB <laughs> play on the left or the right, depending on how you feel that game. Because as long as KDB is on the left or the right, where you can play off a Grealish or play off a Foden, um, you know, we got a chance of winning, winning the Champions League and winning the Premier League. Um, we have a chance with those two guys, uh, even without a real false, false nine. Um, uh, for me, um, you know, I don't know what the answer is, but it, for me, it's probably going to be Torres by the end of the season. Fernand, but um, that's kind of how I feel about it. We're still figuring things out when it comes to the lineup. But Grealish got to play, but it's not. It's not. It's not in the center forward because that's not his position. It's a waste of his ability. He's too good of a passer to just put him in the middle. Um, he can create so much for us. He's a great passer. Mm-hmm. He's great with the ball, especially on the left side, his mm-hmm. right foot, and 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 he can. He he belongs there. He's been he's been holding that down the same way uh, Morris held held it down on the right side last year. So um, you just you just gotta uh, find somebody that can just make finishes. And I think that Fernando Torres he he can he can make those plays. He's good enough. He's the answer there. Um, but you know that's just my prediction for the season. Um, but it was great 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 comeback for us. Um, we can talk about Salah's play, but we gotta talk about Salah's play. Um, that was just brilliance to put people on the ground, <laughs> make multiple centers miss, and then to put it in, put it in the left corner of the goal, just brilliant off the right foot. Um, obviously, he's one of the best players in, in the world right now. He's playing that way. And uh, just your thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think that Salah goal was one of the best goals I've seen since I've been watching soccer. So uh, that's saying a lot. Like that's that was impressive, but. Uh, I agree. I think y'all are right there. Um, I put a note down saying that y'all dominated the first half, like absolutely dominated, but there was no goal. And of course, the question is going to be, um, do y'all need Harry Kane? <laughs> but you think y'all good and y'all just got to move people around and that's what it is. Maybe, maybe Sterling needs to play. <laughs> maybe Sterling needs to play a little bit more. I know how much I love Sterling. Yeah, I'm um, not a big fan, but maybe he is answer at center forward because he can make great runs. I'm like he's more like Werner to me. You know, he makes a lot of great runs and doesn't do anything with it. But um, he he played well this game. I got to give him his flowers. He played well. He had a couple great runs, a couple great moves actually too in the field too. So um, making people miss with the ball. Um, obviously, he didn't do anything from a finishing standpoint, but 
he he uh, he looked better than he has. So I was happy with the way he played. So maybe he he danced up as a as a nine position. So I do want to say that a healthy Liverpool can win the league. They they could do it. Like they could they could match up with any other other teams. I think I think a healthy Liverpool can win the league. Obviously last year like Van Dyke was hurt. Matip was hurt. They had like all these center back injuries. They have all these midfield injuries. But I think a healthy Liverpool, because I think their right side is just so strong. I think Trent and Salah are just two of the best in the world, like at right back and right wing. So I think they can make up for Mane not being as great this year. And I think Jota's really good and he just needs more opportunities. And Trent will hopefully be back for them to provide those opportunities. So obviously I'm a Chelsea fan, but my unbiased opinion is a healthy Liverpool can win the league. Like I don't think they have that much depth and that's what hurts them when they get injuries. Um, And that's what I like about our team because our team is pretty deep. Y'all are pretty deep too. I like every position except maybe left back. I mean, y'all play right back at left back, but (laughs) but Liverpool, I think, yeah, a healthy Liverpool can win the league. I'm gonna just leave it, leave it at that no, for my take. I, I mean, I agree. Um, obviously it's a four-team race for me. I mean, obviously not really going to ever team like that. Um, it's Chelsea, Liverpool, Manchester City, and, and Man United. Um, they're all, mm-hmm. they're all legit. They're all threats. It's gonna be a tight race. Um, definitely a great weekend of football, and uh, definitely can't complain if every weekend was like that. Then you know. It, it, it would it, the sport would grow more in my opinion, but exactly. they also got marketing <laughs> issues. But um, it was it, it was it was great to see. Um, so we're, n- now we're gonna go to play of the week. Um, at all the games we've we've gone over. What are your thoughts on the play of the week? Who who do you stood out to to you that you know that? Uh, uh, you're gonna hate it, but mine's most Salah. It's gotta be. I mean, <laughs> he. I mean, at the end of the day, Liverpool played all right, but Salah rescued them. He rescued them a point that game. That point might come in handy later in the season. Um, obviously, I'm glad my team got a 3-1 win, but James Ward-Prowse was probably our real MVP that game because we didn't get another goal until he went out. Um, but yeah, I think Salah just, he just took, he just took the game and that doesn't happen a lot in soccer when somebody just takes the game from you but he just took the game from you and it's not like anyone made a play to set him up he just got the ball and just decided yeah I'm better than everybody else out on the field and I'm gonna show you <laughs> simple right, as that so, I mean, <laughs> obviously this is not how we want to yeah, start it off but to be honest with you I completely agree you look like the yeah. best player out there right now <laughs> he made the assist to the goal and he also made the goal um to me, there's no argument. He looks like the best player of the week. Um, I got to give a shout-out to my boy, KDB. He did, obviously, <laughs> the clutch goal. That's why we didn't lose the game. Um, um, but he didn't, He wasn't on his best game um, for, uh, you know, this weekend. But, um, you know, obviously, Salah was – he looked excellent. Um, he was – I was scared of him before the game. And he showed why he was so dangerous during the game. Um, he was completely excellent. Um, Obviously, I can read on him, and I agree, actually. So he's definitely my player of the week. Um, definitely look different. Uh, definitely look like the best player. 
on the pitch. So, final thoughts of the weekend. How are we feeling? Um, As fans, of, you know, biased fans, you don't want to make this bias, you know. But uh, how are we feeling? I, I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good. I think uh, it's good that my team is just so deep. Like, we got so many different players to bring on, and it's good for competition. And you feel bad for the players that get left out and don't get brought on, but it's like you got to you gotta bring it every week. You know what I mean? Like, you can't, you can't rest because there's somebody else in your position that's waiting to take their spot. And I'm loving the coach because he's given everyone an opportunity, like everyone. Like, Chalaba, I didn't even know last season, and this man has played in some big games, and he scored some big goals for us. And the coach, the coach just made it made it clear, like, yeah, if if you play well, you practice well, like, you're gonna get your opportunity. Like, I never thought I would see Ross Barkley in a Chelsea unit. I mean, playing in a Chelsea uniform this season, and this man comes in and makes a huge pass that basically gets us the lead in the game. Like, you can argue that. He was one of the best players of the game, and he was barely on on the pitch for that long, you know. And so it's just good to see how deep the team is, and I'm anxious to see what happens with Lukaku over the next couple games if he still doesn't score a goal if he gets pulled. So that's what I'm kind of looking forward you think to finding out. You think that could actually happen? Mm, I mean, I think pulled for a game isn't in the world because you can just say you're resting him. But at the end of the day, it's like. You're not scoring goals. Like we need to talk about this. We need to switch around what we're doing with you. Like we gotta, we I gotta mean, do things. But um, even on the Chilwell goal, he would have scored. I mean, I don't know if we can go that far. It's not. I mean, it was a unlucky hit the goalpost at the boom. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying. I'm not saying. I'm not saying he had a bet. Well, I mean, if you think about it, he set up Timo, and Timo almost scored. But other than that, in his setup to Timo. He wasn't really that effective, so maybe not sit him. But I don't know. I, I just feel like we got to figure out how to rotate him. I think the Premier League has figured out like, okay, Lukaku, the way they're playing him is he's backing into defenders, so we just gonna put a defender on him and put another defender in front of him, and he's just not gonna be able to get the ball. <laughs> he's just gonna be out of the game. And there was a lot of time during that game where we had the possession, but Lukaku was just he was just out there because he was being so closely guarded basically yeah he also you know he brings bodies so I mean, he's not he's not out there one-on-one you know there's, there's multiple yeah. but you yeah. know you, i mean y'all see how it will be without him you know, i don't think that that'll be a common thing um obviously in the champions league y'all not gonna be sitting here so when it matters most he's gonna be out there um he, he didn't he didn't score but he should have scored but um it, you know he's obviously a huge difference he's a difference maker for, you know, for me, he's going to be the reason why y'all have a chance to be in the league and the Champions League this year. So, uh, and obviously, I'm a big fan of his as well, but he's also on y'all team. So, I'm not <laughs> about that. But uh, for me, uh, with Manchester City, I feel like we're in a great spot. Um, obviously, Pep has some things to figure out with lineups. Um, um, Very clean. Yeah, you know, I, you know, I have to, you know, obviously, I'm upset about that, but it is what it is. But, um, to me, Foden is the key. Um, and Silva. Foden and Silva. Silva, if Silva plays like that, then you don't have to play. Even Gundogan is, you know, is a dude that doesn't have to play that much. Um, and because if Silva can play like that, then he's 
he's a huge difference maker. He can create opportunities and beat one-on-ones, beat three-on-ones, you know, beat, <laughs> beat people with the ball like that and make chances and then make these beautiful crosses he makes with his left foot. Um, if he can continue to do that, um, like we are, we are a legit threat. Uh, and Foden is the type of dude that can play the ball in the air too, if we don't really have a presence in, in our, in our forward players. Um, Foden and his goal was amazing as well. And we didn't really talk that talk about that, but and it was super clutch goal too was the answer to their goal. Mm-hmm. Um, Foden, he, he's a difference maker, and he's to me he's one of the best players in the Premier League, and he doesn't get enough credit because he's young. Um, outside of the city fans, um, but he's 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 just like Gray. He's he's a special player. And he's a great athlete, and I just feel like um, if, if if as long as he's playing, we have a chance of winning the Champions League. And, this year, and uh, yeah, he'll be the difference. And KDB obviously is one of the best players in the world, if not the best um, um, midfielder yeah. in the world. So, yeah, yeah. I, feel, I, just, I feel good about it. I just hate that he doesn't have a striker to cross the ball to, man. Like, <laughs> the way he plays the ball into the box is unmatched. Like, it's ridiculous, but it is what it is, man. It is what it is. Yeah, I hate it too, man. And all, all, apparently, it's all a money issue. So apparently, he's only not doing it because of money issue. But, you know, money rules the world, as we know. So you know, I'm not gonna act like I'm shocked by that. But it is what it is. Um, but I feel good with where we're at, um, and I think that as long as we figure some things out in the middle, we'll be all right. Um, we don't have a true. Um, Nine and center forward, but we'll be all right. And um, and as long as K- and if KDB is more aggressive with his shots, like he was in this game, we'll be all right because he can make those plays. I worry about him defensively, but we don't need him to play defense. We need him to just make plays and, and score goals and, and make assists. Key is to make assists. And if Grealish continues to play the way he's been playing before the last game when he wasn't that great, we'll be all right. So, um, next game predictions. Obviously, we're only going to predict our teams. Chelsea oh, and Brentford, um, October 16th. <laughs> I got to I got to be honest. Like, I don't know if you've seen Brentford. Brentford's been, they've been on the roll. They've been on the roll. I'm, I'm never going to take any team over Chelsea. Like, of course. But, uh, I'd like us to take a 2-1. I like a two-one for us. I think, um, I think they might find a way to take advantage of either Chilwell or Marcus Alonso, whichever one starts, um, and maybe make a goal off of that. But I think Lukaku's do a goal, and I think I would love for Kai to score, but I don't think it's coming. I think Mounts do a goal, so I got I got a goal for Lukaku, a goal for Mount. And for us to win two one. <laughs> okay. We'll come Maybe. back and see if those are right. They're and, they're two uh, weeks from now, right? Because I think we're on an yeah. international. Yeah, international break. Yep. So um, City's game is with who are we playing? We're playing Burnley. Um, we're gonna beat them down. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not at all concerned. I'm thinking, you know, I'm thinking uh, on this game. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, Foden scores twice in this game. Ooh. That's how I'm feeling. Yep. I'm just okay. feeling like he's he's on top of his game. Burnley has no answer for him. 
and uh, you dominate them and you look good. Come off the break, KDB is actually healthy. He's actually playing with his uh, international team. Healthy, so I feel good about it. But maybe KDB gets an assist, maybe not, but you know, he makes plays. And I'm, I'm thinking 2 0, 2-0, I should say. Forden Forden scores both. <laughs> Forden scores both. Nice. Okay. <laughs> All right, bro. It's uh, it's been great. You know, nice little breakdown. We're gonna do this every week. You know, it's been a pleasure, and uh, you know, we'll see our audience next time around in a couple weeks. Break down the games. Um, obviously, I'm taking my team. Winning Champions League in the Premier League this season, but you know, yeah, <laughs> obviously I'm biased. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll you'll probably be runners up in both, but it's all good. But yeah, yeah, it's it's been a pleasure, man. Look, looking forward to the next one, bro. Yes, sir. All right, all right, bro. All right, one. <laughs> Peace out, one.